What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to I Thought I Told You. It's your host, CJ. Y'all know what day it is. Y'all know what time it is. It's Mental Health Mondays, and I'm back with another episode. And today I want to get into trauma compatibility. Yes, we are here with these trauma bonds. But yes, we're going to get into trauma compatibility today. Now, before I get into trauma compatibility... I kind of want to do a quick summation, just kind of like an overview, a little bit about trauma itself and what it is and some of the ways it affects us. I'm not going to get too much in depth with that because actually I want to save another episode specifically for trauma, but just kind of talk a little bit about it to kind of give it to kind of preface, you know, uh, what I'm saying and getting into the episode. So to put it short in layman's terms, trauma is pretty much a very disturbing, very dis- distressing experience that can happen to anyone, anybody. If you got a heartbeat, if you got a soul, you living and breathing on this earth, then guess what? There's a highly likely chance that you yourself have experienced trauma or even witnessed it. And what I mean by anybody, I'm meaning on all levels. Just you have individuals. Adults, children, you have families, communities, and even groups of people, generations of people, should I say. But that's a whole different discussion, a whole different uh, umbrella to kind of go under and discuss. It's a whole nother episode. So how does trauma, trauma affect us? Well, you have the psychological aspect, cognitive, emotional some of them, and even our behaviors. And everybody, everybody deals with trauma differently or react to trauma differently. So some, you know, may carry strong emotional or physical reactions to it. For many, it's only short term. It, it may last a few days, a few weeks, maybe a month, not, not that long. And then it just dissipates. And then for many... You have where it lasts for years and even going on to the entire lifetime. And that's just kind of levels of depth that trauma can get to. And then, you know, people reacting to it differently. And a lot of the common affects, like I mentioned with the physical, cognitive, emotional, even behaviors. So we have mood swings, nightmares. We avoid or we don't want to do any activities that we love to do anymore. And we avoid people, places, or activities that trigger those memories from that experience. Our sleep patterns are all jacked up. Eating patterns are all jacked up. Insomnia, excuse me, insomnia. And we have this paranoia, this alertness that's always heightened. And then, of course, you have the mental you have the mental health disorders, anxiety disorder, PTSD, which is very common, depression, you have eating disorders, and one of the more common vices, you know, a lot of people turn to alcohol and drug abuse, which is a lot of the, one of the main commons, but everyone has like their vice of choice. And then a lot of that can find its way leading up to suicide. 
and getting into some of the other trauma types. So, like I said, a lot of this trauma in itself is like an umbrella, and it's it's, it's very broad. So some of the common trauma types, you have childhood trauma. Like I said, is is a lot to unpack there. And within childhood trauma, you have sexual abuse, other physical abuse, neglect, emotional abuse, kids witnessing domestic violence, kids dealing with illnesses or or some physical or some serious physical um I don't know, was injury or something like that. And like I said, there's a lot more to it. Even community violence, kids that are witness and victims to community violence. And the same kind as in adults. I mean, for the most part, adults deal with uh, sexual assault, rape, car accidents, physical assault, you name it. And then on top of that, you have natural disasters, wars, violent deaths of loved ones, and, you know, those serious physical health issues. So those tend to be a lot of more common types of trauma. And like I said, I'll make more of an in-depth episode dedicated to all things trauma. Now, (laughs) getting to the topic at hand, trauma compatibility. One of the more elusive things I've grown to know about trauma or found about trauma, just either with my own personal experience or in as a therapist or social work role was aside from the more common effects, like I talked about earlier, you know, the physical, emotional, cognitive, behavioral effects, it has this way of not only affecting us long-term, but when our trauma is rooted deep enough and we begin to take on these beliefs, these insecurities, these fears. And so now, not only are we dealing with those symptoms, but we also, if if we allow it to, like I said, sometimes trauma doesn't affect everybody the same. But it has this potential to get rooted deep, especially when it's 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 unaddressed. We tend to take on a lot of these negative beliefs towards ourselves. We have these insecurities and these fears, and they may scream that we're not good enough, we're not worthy. We tend to devalue ourselves or ourselves. Or we're self-sacrificing. I know <laughs> that, those, that, that was my language I, I mainly dealt with. Um, some of the beliefs, actually, that I, that I dealt with. And, you know, they say like attracts like. And this goes for any relationship, friendship, or romantic, whatever relationship, family. So imagine yourself, you yourself, the trauma survivor that you are. And you haven't even begun to become aware of how your trauma affects you, let alone face it and heal it. But you exhibit the common affects of trauma, like I mentioned earlier. Now, shared pain has a tendency to bring us together. And that's the language and frequency we're tuned into and speak. Now, looking back at it, we can look at somebody's unaddressed trauma as a red flag, but for somebody who hasn't addressed it, it's a potential companionship. Now, you have your un- unaddressed trauma, right? You Going back to paint that scenario. Let's say you begin to attract someone, a friend or lover, whoever, 
on that same wavelength. Because we, we do that. We naturally attract those that are on those same wavelength. The unchecked traumas. Those with unchecked traumas. So now we get into these relationships. And one, okay, one could be hopeful in the sense where, okay, um, we're we're not going to do what I did in the past. Or we have those intentions or good intentions of to not be like what has happened to us or become, allow our traumas to define us, which can be well intent. But however, if neither one of you has addressed their traumas, then that foundation is already it's already unstable. It's already unstable. Because now we're seeking out those that are similarly wounded. And then we made the mistake of expecting shared trauma to be, to be compatibility, when actuality it's not. I know for me, just kind of prime example, before I got to the point where I decided to want to heal and I decided to want to get to the root of a lot of my traumas and a lot of just what was behind a lot of my negative thought patterns and my behaviors and just, you know, just getting to the root of it. Well, one of the things that I dealt with was being emotionally unavailable. Now, I didn't know I was emotionally unavailable. However, I kept attracting emotionally unavailable women and some emotionally unavailable friends. But primarily when it came to dating, that was all that I was I was attracting. And majority of, if not all the women that I attracted had their own traumas and things that they've dealt with or experiences, should I say, experiences. And for the most part, while dating them, it never really was unchecked. So I didn't, you know, mine's went unchecked. And I saw that pattern of dating and attracting emotionally unavailable women till I realized, oh, snap, I'm the emotionally unavailable one. And then I hit that Thanos snap and boom, realized that, oh, it's me. I need to heal myself. Because I found myself on this never-ending cycle of trauma bonds and attracting women that, yeah, we shared the same traumas and experiences, but neither one of us was on the path of healing. And I found myself getting hurt and, and falling into those patterns to where outside looking in, I was a red flag and didn't even know it. They were a red flag and didn't even know it. And that's just how that went. And so when I began to kind of realize it about myself and like, okay, I need to, I need to, you know, start healing and start making some changes then, and, you know, becoming aware and allowing myself to heal before I even began to attract anybody else that was on that same wavelength of unchecked trauma. I gave myself that time to heal and still in that process. One thing I kind of want to address was we talk about the possibility of dating or even befriending somebody. Now, you also have this scenario where when you're dating or befriending somebody that they 
have an awareness of their traumas and, and thus begin the process of healing. But let's say you haven't. So now you're feeding off to them. You become dependent of them to heal you. And that in itself can become quite tricky because now, let's say that relationship doesn't work out for whatever reason. They leave. You have the potential of falling back into those patterns and, and those habits because you became so dependent on them to heal you, to fix you. Well, in actuality, it is us that can only heal ourselves. It's only us that become self-aware of our, our wounds and traumas and begin that process. And so all in all, our shared pains and hurts may bring us together, but it doesn't mean we'll stay. And when we begin to address our traumas, do the work, heal, now we're into a different phase of our lives. And guess what? Like attracts like. So guess what? Now you're going to attract someone on that wavelength of healing and or even on that process. And once I saw that, I began, you know, the women I began to attract start to look different. And I was still attracting women that has had traumas. However... She, just like I, was on a path of self-awareness. But we both began to fall into our habits, in a sense. And so, me personally, I decided to take a step back. I said, you know what? I need to. And this is just me. Not everyone, you know, individually wants to do that work. I feel at some point we all should kind of chill and do our own work and heal before we begin to attract, you know, those that show the red flags of unchecked trauma or unaddressed trauma. So that was my choice. And that pretty much wraps up this episode. And I wanted to leave you guys with if you are feeling or having thoughts of suicide, or if you're feeling hopeless or just feelings of despair and you just can't go on. Please, 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 please do not hesitate to reach out to somebody. Or you can call the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. And if you're a veteran, you can call the same number, the Veteran Crisis Line, which is 1-800-273-8255. Press 1. Trust me, it works. It does wonders. And with that, I wish you guys nothing but love and light. Peace.